Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Lisa A. Smith, joined as always with my beautiful co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. Hello. So on today's episode, we are talking about movement versus exercise, as well as giving you tips to as to ways you can maximize the um, benefit that you get from your exercise and how that directly correlates with your diet. But first... Wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? what? Mine is so ridiculous. It's going to take you. <laughs> You're going to be like, wait. So, <laughs> got an email from one of my fave doctors in a plant-based industry recently, um, Dr. Mark Hyman, he runs the Functional Medicine Institute uh, in the Cleveland Clinic. Okay. And it said, is your meat eating candy? What? Exactly. So, (laughs) now, you know, we always say, especially when we're talking about plant-based diets, how you're not just what you eat, but you're what you eat, eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. right? Or however the sentence goes, you're what what you you eat, eat, ate, right? So, which means if you're loading up on chicken and beef, whatever that chicken or that cow's diet was, that's now your diet too. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, there were some headlines recently where the beef industry, um, it was revealed that in order to save money, they're now feeding the cows candy. (laughs) <laughs> no wait what what wait so okay get it out yeah <laughs> i just don't i don't see that i don't see how that could fill a cow up and and i would think sugar i mean not sugar candy would be expensive i don't know it just doesn't add up to me. nope so apparently on the highway a big truck carrying a ton of defective skittles because you know this mass-produced candy everyone doesn't come out right 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 and so what do they do with the defective pieces and so they sell them to the meat industries at a super super low discounted rate because they're defective pieces that they couldn't sell to consumers anyway and now their feet like gummy bears skittles no way no i as little faith as I had in the industry, who knew my weight what might be the fact that I obviously still had some faith. That is, I mean, wow. Now. I'm speechless. Okay, so so was I, right? And I'm like, no yeah. way, absolutely not. This is crazy. So, of course, I looked it up myself. But then, so I got that email from Dr. Mark Hyman about, you know, cows eating candy now. Because, you know, already... The reason that most meat is unhealthy, they feed the animals grains like soy and corn. Right. And yeah, we I know that. that's completely unhealthy because their natural diet is plants. Right. So, um, so we soy and grain is already bad, and you don't want to eat meat that has been eating soy and grain. Right. Okay. So you typically want animals that are grass fed if you're still eating meat. Mm-hmm. 
But so now what's even cheaper than soy and grain is sugar. It's candy because it's so cheap to produce that candy because they're just using high fructose corn syrup where they're creating the syrup from corn. And so all the defective pieces. So what happened was a big truck um, started spilling their load on a highway and all these Skittles started coming out. And that's how they found out. Like, the, so this was a a well kept secret. Yes, yeah. And so I, I and so I, because I didn't believe it either when I got the email. And so I looked it up, and sure enough, like, is your cattle eating Skittles? Oh my! If I have ever, never, ever been more convinced that a vegetarian, vegan, or at least at the very minimum, going meatless most days is the right option. Today is definitely the day. I'm convinced that is absolutely, it's despicable. It is. And a few minutes after getting that email from Dr. Mark Hyman, I got the exact, almost exact same email from another young lady that I follow in the food industry named Varney Will. She's called the Food Babe. So if anybody follows the Food Babe. Uh, Yeah. 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 You know the Food Babe. So she's a big advocate for um, making sure that big industries and food producers are not putting a bunch of chemicals and a bunch of junk in our food. Right, yeah. And I mean, not even 10 minutes later. The same. She's con- Yeah, the same concept. The same like uh, breaking news. Cattle uh, is eating candy now. These big factory mass produced meat industries. I don't want to call them farms because they're not. They're actually called CAFO. Um and they're just organized feeding operations. But they're, to make it cheaper, they're feeding these animals candy. Wow. Yeah. I don't even have anything to say about that. Like, that really makes me, um, I mean, although I don't particularly partake in eating meat and things like that, but I'm just thinking about all the people who I care about that do. And it's just really sad that we not only can we not trust them when it comes to pesticides and, and things of that nature, but now we can't even trust what they're eating. Mm-hmm. We already didn't trust what you were putting on what they were eating, but now what they are even eating is ridiculous. Exactly. Oh, um, it's it, it, I, I've never been so shocked in my life, and I'm just thinking about how much we put in our bodies not realizing what we're also getting, yeah. you know, because sometimes like we know, okay, I shouldn't eat a big 16 or 18 ounce steak and there's too much fat, but it's just so good. I like it. Right. We right. say things like that, but we don't even know what else we're consuming. We're, we're thinking we're just making a bad decision by eating, you know, this fried chicken or this fried beef or whatever, but we're not even thinking about what that animal ate. Yeah. And now you're getting this influx of extra sugar, antibiotics, soy, hormones, candy. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? If, if, if anyone, you know, whoever's listening to this right now, if this doesn't help you, like, at least at the very minimum, cut back, I really hope that it does. You know, we're not, I'm not suggesting that you have to go full-fledged vegetarian or vegan, but at the minimum, just cut back on some meat. Um, and some, and also some dairy products, because just because you're not eating meat, um, if you are a vegetarian, dairy products contain the same amount of pesticides, antibiotics, soy products, Skittles, Skittles. <laughs> oh 
Oh, God. Anyway, so. Uh, that, and dairy is just liquid meat. Liquid. Oh, I remember you told me that. I was like, oh. <laughs> No. Yeah, dairy is just liquid meat. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, you have to be really honest. You know, these things are often packaged to make you think they're healthy. They're labeled to make you think they're healthy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They make it fun to consume. They make it extremely convenient. Right. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that these things are all still processed. They're not from the earth. They all require manipulation in the lab before they end up in the grocery store. And you want to have a diet that is full of whole foods that you can eat straight out the earth. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, And this is why. Because many people would never even hear about this. But number one, we don't seek out those that information. Number two, we're typically not on a mailing list of people that are talking about those things because that's not where our interests lie. So we rely on our local grocer. We rely on ads on the television, right, to tell us what's good for us. We rely on our government, the USDA and all the. We rely on them, you know? And so if you're not intentional about learning about these things, doing your research, taking a time out to take things out of your diet and slowly reintroduce things to see how they truly affect your body and how you feel. If we don't like realize, okay, my knee or my back or my shoulder or my stomach wasn't aching like this last week, stop. And what did I eat? Assess. What did I do? You know, some of us just chalk things up to I'm not feeling well today, but we never dig deeper. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you have to assess. So that was my way what? Yeah, yeah I mean. a huge way what. I, I couldn't wait to tell you. I cannot deal. <laughs> I cannot wait. I barely was able to hold that in. Like, I've never been so shocked in my life. Yeah, I can't deal. I'm, I'm completely over it. Anyway, so my way what is not quite <laughs> as deep in comparison. Not even by a long shot. So. There is someone at my job who I talk to on a very frequent basis. She sits right next to me, and we, um, you know, we keep each other abreast of each other's lives, what's going on, and everything like that. She's engaged, and I happen to know just by talking to her that her fiance and she and her fiance they never have guests over, like never. She said because he's just not clean enough. She's like, I tell him to clean this, and I tell him to clean that, but he doesn't do it. So, and I refuse to do it for him. So I just don't invite people over, and <laughs> I refuse. So I know they never have company. No one ever comes over their house. So this, I told you about her. She makes the salad. She made the salad to, you know, and was showing it off to me. And then next thing I know, she had pizza with it. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Okay. Salad and pizza. So she made the salad and the pizza. Next day, again, she has the salad. She's telling me, she's showing me this beautiful salad with all these colors. She has strawberries in it. It's just a really, really nice salad. Again, she has pizza with it. Okay. Third day, again. I now, where's it. this pizza from? Is it homemade? No, is no, it- no, no. This is from a pizza shop. A baby, um, what's the name of the pizza place that with that square pizza? It looks like Jets, Jets. Or, Jets okay. or something. Okay. So third so day, a salad with Jets pizza. Salad with a couple slices. Okay. Third day, she's with the salad and the pizza again. And I'm, I come in the kitchen. I was like, wait a minute. I'm sick of you with this salad and this pizza. Like, why do you keep making this salad and this pizza? And then undermining what you're trying to do, you know, to be healthy with this pizza. And she's like, I told you that uh, we had a bunch of pizza from the Super Bowl. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, but how do you got a bunch of pizza from the Super Bowl? But y'all don't even have people over your house. I'm like, y'all didn't have a Super Bowl party. She said, I know we didn't have a Super Bowl party, but we still ordered pizza. I said, wait, let me get this right. I said, you order a bunch of people as if you had a party 
for the two of y'all? She said, yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> and then I said, well, while we're on the subject, I remember around Halloween, you did the same thing. You bought a bunch of candy and didn't pass it out. You ordered a bunch of candy for yourself because it was the Halloween season, but you didn't pass it out to any kids. What? Yes. She said, excuse me? She said, are you accusing me of being fat? <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm not accusing you of anything, but I am implying that you have some tendencies. I mean, we in the kitchen staring at each other. I, I, I was like, and furthermore, you keep it up, and I'm not going to be able to mess with you like that. This is... <laughs> Your tendencies. Yeah, I said you got tendencies, and I'm and I'm not. No, I said no. This don't align with the type of person I want, I want around me. <laughs> we in the kitchen dying, laughing like, no, you out of control. You out of control. You ordering pizza for a Super Bowl party that you ain't having. You buying candy that you ain't passing. But you can treat her that you ain't passing out. Come on. I said now. this is just plain gluttony. Yes. Oh my goodness. So it even though it was hilarious. She was completely, that was my weight. What, like, stop it. You got her together. Oh, I got her all the way together. But I, I know she's still going to be ridiculous. But it's just some people that just, you know, refuse to fall in line. But, yeah, that was my weight. What? Like, you come in here with pizza one more time. Me and you. We're going to have it out. That is too funny. Yeah, that was definitely my weight. What? But I also have a second weight. What? Mm -hmm. And it's today um, I realized that this was my weight. What? So. You know how I am extremely friendly, right? Like I, I guess. <laughs> okay. You know with people. Oh, oh, I'm not the friendly one. You know you the you icy say, one. You didn't say I'm the friendly. Us two. When it comes to like talking to people and who's going to be You do pick, treat strangers better than you pe treat oh, people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> strangers. I ain't talking about y'all. Got it. Okay. Yeah, oh no, no. Y'all get on my nerves. Okay. Anyway. So, when I left uh class today, I felt really good about my test and I went um and I went into the store and the man that was in the store, he was really, really nice. He was like, hey, you know, this, this and that. And how are you doing? And how was your day and stuff like that? And I really, really, really wanted to say my day is good. And I think I did good on my master and I'm in such a good mood. But I realized that from years of not wanting to be a chatterbox and not wanting to tell people, because you know my motto, nobody cares. Right. I always think nobody cares. Or if somebody say, how you doing? Just say you're doing good. Like, right. I literally could just have gotten shot five minutes ago. Like, I'm fine. Yes. I, yes. I don't want to give anyone any extra conversation or make anyone feel awkward or just, I've I just never been that person. And today when I got back in my car, it really annoyed me because I should have been able, because it was on the tip of my tongue to be like, my day is good. I think I did but I, I literally, I kind of don't give people the credit they deserve. Like, they ain't, they're not going to care. Right. They're not, they have no interest in my just life. Assuming they don't I have, just assume that yeah. you're not kind enough or you're not going to be interested enough in me. And usually out of those situations, something always good comes out of it. Usually when you speak on something, it's usually like that person usually has something to tell you. Yes. The fact that that was on the tip of my tongue, it was a reason. Yes. He probably would have been like, Oh, I know such and such that word. Do you know, or this is a good tutor. Or I don't know what could have manifested right. from that conversation, but I held back. And so that was kind of like my weight. What, like, wow, you have really trained yourself to be this closed in when it comes to society, just assuming the worst from them. Oh, yeah. And I, and I really want to change that about myself because I think I limit, limit the uh, things that I could be putting into the atmosphere or yes. into my life. 
by yes. by limiting myself and being yes. afraid of being that annoying person or yes. being afraid of being like, oh, okay, math test. Okay, anyway, that'll be two ninety nine. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, that was kind of like my second wait what. I love it. And let's just sit here for a second because I think one, we're all a product of our society. And in America, we live in an individual society. Society, yeah, right? Sure. It's every man for himself. Most of us don't even know our neighbors too well. It's just like every man for himself, and so we're most of us are like that. Like right. somebody asks how you doing, you give a generic answer. And you you never really tell yeah. anybody how you're doing, and you keep it pushing. You hide your emotions, right. you know, things like that. And I think you're so right that it's something you could have got out of it. And I think most of the times we get out a, a lot of value out of interactions like that when we do decide to open up because the receiving person is not used to us open up right mm-hmm. and so if somebody was to do it to you you ask somebody how they doing and they decide to really tell you how all in would you be i know you would you would you would try and offer them something all the time and yeah. because you're and then it will be a story for you right like right. I, I i asked so and so this is perfect and they told me this and so i think it's so important it's funny i'm in the process of creating a new course at professionally fit a self-development course and one of the modules is called qi quality interactions and i'm talking about literally improving our interactions with strangers wow we still we still got it we still got it (laughs) and so it's so funny that you said that because literally look at the quality of your interactions with other humans and it's so significant because of everybody's face down right in their phone everybody's all into their own little world you mumble at people when you when they speak to Mm -hmm. you you know if it's cold out you really ain't trying to be bothered like and we are just not having quality interactions with other humans and so i think it's so essential to be mindful of that and to really tell people you ain't got to go into your life story yeah but we never want to expose the fact that we're down we're having a bad day Not at all. all this I didn't crap even just want happened. Expose. I had a good day. I didn't want like he, he's work. No one was in the store. It was just he and I, and I still said no to myself. Mm-hmm. You don't know him. He does not care. And I just really have been kicking myself since then because I, I honestly, to that moment, didn't realize how much I had held back. Just and I'm just thinking about all the times that I probably did that without noticing. Today, I just happened to notice. Yeah. But how many times have I done that? When I really wanted to tell a stranger something, there's compliments I've wanted to give. There's some things that I wanted to say, but I'm like, I don't want to come off as this per- annoying person or this person that's desperate for a conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. that's something I'm going to work on. Yeah. And those assumptions, you know, that we just think, like you said, people aren't interested. People don't care. And we've seen, we will compliment strangers to each other and won't even tell them. Like, won't even tell Oh, I love her hair. Yeah. Oh, 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 I <laughs> love her jewelry. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and well, we will never. So we need to really work on our quality of interactions with other humans because you never know how what you can say to somebody, how that can tilt their day in one direction or another, how that can literally change the yeah. whole trajectory of their day or something they or were about yours. to do or right. yours. So really awesome way it was. I like it. I okay. like it. All right, so let's delve into movement versus exercise let's talk about exercise first really quickly and what exactly that looks like you know a lot of us we exercise 
um, because we think we're supposed to, or we exercise just enough to say we did it. Um, a lot of us are not varying our regimen. We mm-hmm. do the same thing over and over. I go to the gym. I go to the treadmill. I do a couple of stretches. I do a little abs. I do, and we just stay on the same redundant, repetitive routine. Um, we're not challenging. We we never um, progress ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Some of us have been walking at the same pace for months. Yes. And so let's talk about the quality of exercise and what is exercise exactly. It's oh, God, that's the broadest question I think you could have asked. <laughs> right. <laughs> exercise and it varies from person to person because exercise for me. I wouldn't consider it walking to uh, the corner where someone else who has not walked to the corner in a year or so, Mm -hmm. that would literally raise their heart rate up. So exercise to me basically is intentional movement. Um, I'm going to put a little sidebar here. I know some people that are nurses or some people that work in an industry where they are forced to move let's say um you walking around the you're walking around the hospital or you're walking around because you do construction or something like that to me that is not exercising your body has adapted to this long long ago and it's not intentional so for me exercise is basically intentional movement with the purpose of um getting healthier or getting physically fit in mind yes absolutely 100 percent. i agree um the key word when it comes to defining exercise is intentional. Yes. Because typically when we exercise, we have a goal in right. mind, right? And so a lot of us, our goal is weight loss. As you begin to lose that weight and drop those pounds, your goals change sometimes, right? So your goals may be, okay, now I'm trying to tone up or now I'm trying to get stronger or I have something coming up in my life and I need to be ready for that. And so exercise usually always has has a specific goal in mind. If you're a bodybuilder, if you're an athlete, you're you're trying to get faster, right? Your exercise, the way you train is intentional. So Number one, when it comes to your exercise, is decide what you're trying to do. A lot of us go in mindlessly, even if it's weight loss, decide what you're trying to do because you, the way you exercise should be based around what, what that goal is exactly, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about different types of exercise. And these may be things that you heard of, but you, maybe you need to be reminded because a lot of us are, I don't know what to do. I right. don't know um, how to do anything other than what I've always done. Yeah. So let's rattle off. We're going to go one for one. All right. Rattle off like a rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> you know we love rapid fire. Um, let's, let's rattle off different types of exercise. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Go. Plyometrics. Walking. Swimming. Jogging. Cycling. Zumba. Running. Dancing. Calisthenics. Swim. Oh, you said swimming. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Dang. Uh, okay. Water aerobics. All right. Um. Cross training. Yes. Bodybuilding. Oh, shoot. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Did we do Af- like dancing? Just dancing. Just movement. Martial arts. Taekwondo. <laughs> I <know. Did> I <laughs> copy? <laughs> um, stairs. Like Stairmaster. Did we say cycling already? Yes. Cycling. Um, oh, kickboxing. Oh, kickboxing is a good yeah. one. Um, Pilates. Pilates. Oh, yeah. Uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Um... We had, I had a lot when we were so making my list. I'm, I'm going off top here. Let's see. One more. Come on. Come on. One, one more. One more. All right. 
booty exercises. <laughs> See, that, that 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 exists. Shut up. Oh my god. Booty exercises. Um, but, I do that. Okay, so there's plenty, plenty of types of exercise, and all those things um work different things, but the sole purpose is to get healthy, to get fit. Um, and then typically you're training for something in particular. So let's talk about intensity and what that needs to look like and what what your intensity should be based on your goals. Okay. Okay, so I am a 35-year-old woman, right? and I am 40 pounds overweight, Okay, and I have um, some lower back. Sometimes my lower back bothers me, but not often. Only when I move, sit too long, mm-hmm. my lower back bothers me, And um, but I need to get this weight off, and my diet is so-so. I could be better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love my coffee in the morning, a couple cups of coffee a day. I try and do salads when I can, but I usually eat out about three times a week. And But I'm, for, I'm like I said, 35, 40 pounds overweight. Okay. Okay. So recommend um, a regimen for me. What I would start off with is definitely, are we taking nutrition off the table and we're just talking about exercise? Let's, just, right let's just talk about exercise. Let's just talk about exercise. So I would definitely recommend at least 30, just starting off with like 30 max 45 minutes of cardio and i definitely would kind of start off with just something really really basic um i i used to recommend kind of switching it up for maximum results but when you're a beginner i personally recommend to get on the treadmill or elliptical something you can master mentally not to overwhelm yourself so i would definitely get on like the elliptical set the machine for something like intervals Mm -hmm. Uh, set your your weight on there the time your max heart rate and your max um, heart rate just for fyi is something that you can adjust just because it may say your max heart rate can be this but you know if that you are a lower at a lower fit um, fitness level you can adjust it if you don't want your heart rate to get that high if it scares you so that will take the intensity that's required for that program down. Mm-hmm. Does that you follow me on that? Yes. Okay. So that's what I would suggest. Thirty to forty-five minutes. But after you do that, or possibly during the time, do ten minutes, fifteen minutes of cardio. Do a little strength training and stick with the basics. I always start off with a squats, something like that, lunges, and a little bit of weight training with dumbbells. It's it's hard to recommend a arm exercise when you haven't been properly trained with the proper form so youtube is one of the things that i highly recommend but if you don't trust youtube or you 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 find it hard to follow at least your very first time get a trainer and they will definitely be able to tell you what to do your first time and then you can kind of follow that regimen for a week or so and then you'll be able to progress yourself if you're that dedicated yes yes a thousand percent um so that's a good. That was a good program. Start off with light cardio, yeah. adjust um, based on where you are in your fitness level, right. and then incorporate a little resistance training. Strong. That's my biggest point. Don't start off. I see people that I know for sure, and I'm not basing this off of their weight or anything. I know for sure you haven't been to the gym in a minute, just off of your enthusiasm. When you're going too hard. And you look like you're about to pass out any second. And it looks like you're just trying to get it all in in the next five minutes because maybe you have a cruise or something. Because if you are really intentional and you really are serious about your workout regimen, you will pace yourself. 
It is not important to get this done and be drenched in sweat in 15 minutes as it is to get a regimen that you can allow yourself to build and progress to get you the results that you want. So starting off slow is not a big no-no. Do something that you can master so that you can progress yourself. Yes, that is so true. It is so easy to get discouraged because you'll that first week that you decide to buckle down and get on top of your health, we're always gung ho. We're always out the gate. And I'm just like, no, slow down. Yes. And so if we lose any type of momentum in that second week, it we lose mental momentum too. Right. Right. So if we don't if we we give ourselves permission to go soup, I went, you know, to class four days this week and I did some stretching. I've been drinking my water. And then when life happens in that week, too, Mm -hmm. and we only get to the gym twice and we don't get as much water in and we have mandatory overtime at work Mm -hmm. and all these things, then we easily lose um, that that excitement. And you know what else I've noticed when people go that hard and they start that strong, it, it kind of makes them not want to go that next week. Like, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to be in the gym running that fast again. That was kind of hard. My legs are sore. My back kind of hurts. You did too much. You know, long yes. short, that's the long and short end of it. Yeah. You did too much. Now you're dreading it. You shouldn't have to dread your workout. You pushed yourself past your physical ability, probably. So just slow it, slow it up a little bit. You'll yes. catch up to where you want to be. But yes. when you start off initially, what's most important is learning the proper form and going in with a plan. Exactly. Exactly. It is so important, especially if you're starting with strength training in addition to your cardio, that you get help at least in the beginning to make sure that you know proper form, that you know proper tempo. Oh, I cannot tell you how often we see people in the gym and going way too fast on their resistance training. And, you know, your form and your tempo is important. You want your muscles under tension. That's how you get to see results faster. But it's only small tweaks like that that, you know, somebody professional would know that really help you maximize your workout. Mm-hmm. So tempo, um, the load, right? Some of us underperform. You know, some of us, we pick up those two-pound weights, those three pound weights yes and we we're not we're, we, we we don't realize that at best we're just going to stay where we are mm-hmm. but we're not going to get the definition that we want we're not going to get the weight loss that we want where our metabolism isn't going to ramp up like we want it to because we're taking it too easy So you don't want to come out the gate too fast, right? But also you don't want to underperform. So you need to find too slow, right? So you definitely want to find a really good medium. So there's just uh, exercise is so important, and we all know that. Um, But one thing I want to address too, you know, one of my clients told me, you know, Lisa, when we first started, I swear because I don't like exercising so much, all I used to say in my head is, it's 80% diet, it's 80% diet. And that would be me giving myself an excuse not to work out. That as long as my diet is really clean, as long as I eat right and drink right, then I can lose the weight I want to lose. And so I want to address really quickly reasons we work out outside of weight loss because most of us think yeah most of us think if my goal is to lose weight and you lose weight in the kitchen then I just got to stay in the kitchen and do the right thing in the kitchen and exercise is not as important okay so what I'll address first with that is aesthetics the aesthetic standpoint of that although yes it is when it comes to the the weight loss aspect but unfortunately when you lose weight and you are not strength training, you lose 
elasticity your in your muscles and right. your skin. So if you are not grabbing those dumbbells and if you aren't doing those squats and you aren't doing those lunges, you will lose weight, but your skin will also start to become loose. Yes. So then you might have the opposite effect and feel really bad because now you are flabby. And you've lost weight, you've done all this work, you've meal prepped, you cooked this food, and now the end result is your stomach is flabby or your arms are flabby. So on the aesthetic standpoint, you want to strength train so that you can be toning your arms, toning your thighs, toning your your abdomen as you lose this weight. Yes, it's so important that you're strength training. So again, we're just starting with the aesthetics. We're talking the importance of working out. And if aesthetics is your goal, then you cannot be a cardio junkie. You have to make sure that you are strength training in addition to your cardio to, like Jay said, make sure that you're building that muscle under that fat. So when the fat is gone, you don't have all this loose skin. We're not saying you're not going to have any at all because that depends on how much weight, weight you need to lose, but you absolutely Um, need to make sure that you're strength training because it will significantly minimize the amount of loose skin you have. Now, outside of aesthetics, why should we be exercising? Because if I just want to eat right and I can lose weight that way, why do I need to exercise? I just I just made a post about this as far as discipline is concerned. We as we stated in the beginning of this podcast, how you do anything and how is how you do everything. You're you're rec- you're creating like a, a resolve within yourself that I do what I say I will do, and it strengthens you across the board. You will not understand how much if you tell yourself I'm going to go to the gym today and you do it. I'm going to go work out tomorrow. I'm going to go run and you do it. That you will be you will begin to have that faith in everything you do. So when you you say, hey, I'm going to get up and go pay this ticket. It will become this do as I say, I, I'll do as I say I'll do kind of mentality mm-hmm. versus oh, I might pay this ticket or I might do that. You become lax in everything you do. Mm-hmm. So when you strengthen one area of your life, you begin to strengthen other areas of your life. Yeah. So it's good in that aspect just to be, create more discipline within your life across the board. Absolutely. Physical strength. It's transferable. It it, it 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 turns into mental strength. It turns into mental fortitude. And so when you become a person with integrity with yourself, a lot of us put so much responsibility on other people to have integrity yeah. with us. You know, at, at companies that we do business with, at stores that we go to, our politicians. Right. You know, everybody. to do what they say they'll do. Yeah. yeah. But we never or very rarely are we accountable to ourselves. What did you say you were going to do today that you haven't done? What did you say you were going to do last week that you haven't done? I can guarantee you every time I get a client and after a couple of weeks, after a couple of months, when they've been kind of up and down with their consistency, mm-hmm. I can almost 100% of the time say for a fact that they're that same way in other areas of their lives. Absolutely true. You know, you're up and down with your consistency in your relationship, in your career, in, your, in, in school, in your everything, in your business, right? And so we exercise on a regular basis because being able to show up at that gym or in your basement or in your living room and push yourself to a level of discomfort 
that nobody else is there to force you to do. There's no boss looking over your shoulder. There's no company promising you a check at the end of the week if you do it. There's nothing else. You're just showing up for the sake of showing up because you know it's the right thing to do. Nothing else trains you mentally like that, like being yeah. able to get uncomfortable. Yeah, you recreate a culture within yourself Yes, of being the type of person that can push past discomfort Yes, without needing someone else to be accountable to for it. Absolutely, absolutely. So don't think just because you eat right almost 100% of the time and that you may be losing weight doing that, that exercise is not necessary. Okay, so outside of the mental benefits of being consistent, why else do we need to exercise? Think about your cardiovascular system. Think about how you react in times of emergency or in times where you need to just react quickly, like literally a glass falling from the show. This is going to sound weird, but I can't tell you how many times something falls, like slips off the table or I fumble something and I'm able literally to twist and turn and react and catch it. You know, that is so funny. So I recently went to this big conference at Joe Louis Arena. Uh Um, It was like 15,000 of us. Uh, Dan Gilbert took everyone from, I mean, all of the, all of his employees. Okay. He took us to the Joe Louis Arena. He fed us, of course. Right. And so I have this big, they had healthy platter. I have all the stuff in a box. It's called a healthy box. Okay. And as I'm walking, a girl knocked, I mean, literally, she swung her arm around and it knocked the stuff out of my hand and my hand, my stuff went flying into the air. Okay. And then when it came down, of course, I bent down to pick it up and she was just standing there because she did not, she couldn't bend down to pick it up with me. I could tell from her her body structure and the way she I could just tell that if she because she was so apologetic and she was just standing there and she just looked so uncomfortable that she did that to me, but she could not bend down to help me pick it up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that mean, happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we think physical fitness is all about a certain pant no, size. No, I felt embarrassed. I felt so. I just felt bad. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to say, I understand. <laughs> I get it. You know, it was just like an awkward moment where she knocked all the stuff out of my hand and I had to pick it up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. So things like that, like literally just living. Yeah. Everyday life. Everyday we life. functional training. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, we at school just the other night. We had this thing called clinical night and it was totally optional, but I went because I want to know as much as I can. And so at clinical night, we went around to different stations and every station was a different part of the medical field. So they had like physical therapy, they had a dietitian, they had pharmacists, they had medical doctors and they had occupational therapists. And so I got to the occupational therapy table And these occupational therapists was telling us exactly what it is they do. And they're like, we teach people how to relearn after maybe they've had an accident, a stroke Mm -hmm. or something, how to do everyday things in life. So she's like, where physical therapists, for example, might have to teach you how to walk again after a bad accident. Right. We teach you how to wash dishes, how to tie your shoes, Mm -hmm. how to do all that stuff again. And I was just thinking like, if I had a bad, really bad accident where I had to relearn how to do everyday life things, how much easier it would be for me because I was already in that shape before the accident. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we had to put, like, these blocks in, in these boxes, and we had to take these little tiny pins and put them inside holes, and we were timed. Um, and then we did a grip test where we had to mm-hmm. see how strong we were. I was above my oh, percentile oh, yeah. for my age right, group, by the right. way. Yep, I was okay. about 20 no points above. here. Okay, no soapbox. on it. Got it. Um, so... So, but we all had to go through, and, and they're they're telling us how in one of their classes they're learning how to sew and do all these things because they need to be able to teach people how to do those things and have to come up with uh, creative ways and activities to teach people how to do everyday things over again. And I'm like, how many of us don't train for that? You know what? This is a story that I never, ever share um, I may have shared it with you. I'm not sure. But this is like a really, really private story. But I'm going to go ahead and share it here. So you guys know that my mother had brain cancer. And you know that um, I lost her a few years back. And my mother was an athlete. She was on the basketball team. And she was really, really fit when she got sick. She ended up passing out and needing an uh, emergency brain surgery. Now, after you get a brain surgery, surgery you can imagine how... A person is the next day so when she woke up of course not knowing what happened everybody's like whoa don't get out of bed whoa lay there you got to go to the bathroom we'll help you don't walk and my mother was instantly annoyed like I got this but everybody's like no you don't you just had brain surgery and she's like no I, I can feel like I can walk but you know how sometimes when you don't know what happened you because after I had my baby I thought I could walk but I couldn't the aesthetics um the anesthesia or whatever they put in your back and so I couldn't but my mother was like no I think I can do this please let me go and they were like no so my mother broke out doing the running man doing (laughs) the running man and she was like I'm running man optimal and they had to let her walk to the bathroom by herself and we did not hold her arm. <laughs> this is so good. I so, do remember this story. So I say this to say she was in such good shape. And they told we have never seen this before. Usually people are laid out for weeks. But her body was so conditioned that she was afforded the opportunity to just bounce back after her surgery. And so we kind of coined the term running man optimal after that to see how she was feeling. Like, hey, how are you feeling today? Is it running man optimal? Right. So, yeah. So that came from that, um, you know, the day after her surgery. So how you go into something, this does not mean that you nothing will ever happen to you. Right. But it will determine how you get through it. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So, so good. And so that takes us to... The final thing I want to talk about is movement. So let me tell you this. So I was, of course, shut up, listening to like one of my science podcasts, right? <laughs> and it was this. <laughs> and so I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Katie Bowman, but she's like um, this scientist in like biophysiology. I don't know. She studies the movement of bodies and things like that. And apparently mm-hmm. there's this new term out called active sedentary what yes that should have been the wait what and i'm here to tell you that you and i are active sedentaries not on the extreme level but let what (laughs) wait i don't like where this is going (laughs) (laughs) i've never been so shocked in my life so she said most of us people who exercise on a regular basis we exercise for maybe an hour a day and then we give ourselves permission to be lazy for the rest of the day or not as active right and so she 
made a very clear definition or a difference in the definition between movement versus exercise. Okay. And so I don't know if you've ever done this before, but you work out. And then you don't really feel like you have to do much. Like you use, like I've worked out for today. Like I've done that. I've done this. You probably not as much as me, but I'll like chill. Chill super hard. Chill super hard. Like I worked out. Like I'm, oh, I'm, I'm an active person. I work out every day. And, um, and so there's this new group emerging called the active sedentary. So these people have a job probably where they sit at a cubicle or a desk or a computer all day. And they'll go to the gym before work or after work. But for the remainder of the day, they're sedentary. And, (laughs) and so, so here's the thing, which is really cool. Like, and, and I was just like, wow. So basically she was like, we are animals because even though we consider ourselves humans, we're animals, Mm -hmm. right? She said, we're, we're living in captivity and everything that we call conveniences are really ways to move less, right? Agreed. Okay. So we go through our life moving less, and that's intentional because we want everything to be brought to us, handed to us through a window, you know, remotes. Everything is designed for our own convenience so uh, so we don't have to move very much. And even when it comes to, um, let's say, uh, uh, women wearing bras, or um, temperature. If we get cold, you and I are notorious for this. If we get cold, we instantly bundle up, turn on the heat. It's cold in here. I need oh, heat. Oh, yeah. I throw on the space heater and won't move off the edge of the couch. Like, this me. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And so we're becoming, we're coming to the point where we think everything is supposed, everything in the world is supposed to be adjusted for our comfort. Right. Okay. And so we. Like it's not? Wait. No. <laughs> it's not. It's supposed to be that way? So we are, we train our deficits. So what this means is we're going to use a very simple example, our eyes. So if you spend all day looking at your phone screen, looking at a computer screen, reading a book that's really close to your face, everything is up close. We bring everything in so we can see it really well, but we never intentionally go outside and look really, really long distances. And so what happens is over the years, you all of a sudden are nearsighted or whatever, right? You're training your eyes to only see things really, really close. With our temperature, we as soon as we're cold, we want to be warm. Give me a blanket, turn up the heat, turn on the heat in the car. And so throughout the years, it becomes worse. Even more, we can't stand the cold. Even more, we can't stand the cold. So now, even with movement, with our hips and everything, even though we might be working out 40 to 60 minutes a day or five days a week, we're relying on that one hour of intentional exercise to keep us fit and in shape so for the, the rest answer? of our lives. <laughs> it's to be, it's to incorporate more movement and not just exercise. Because in exercise, we're training with a goal in mind. Oh, I want my shoulders to pop. I want my booty to grow. I want my thighs to slim down. So that's how we work out in that way. But if we don't feel like, oh, I need to move laterally to make sure I have function in my hips. I need to get up and down. I need to stop sitting on my butt all the time. That's why it's flat. Like literally, if we don't incorporate more intentional, regular life movement and not just um, organized exercise in the gym, then we're actually training to a deficit. Do you get what I'm saying? You know what? This is too much on a Saturday. <laughs> All I want to do, <laughs> go home and get a convenient thing in my life. <laughs> Leave me alone. 
And so I was just thinking like how I can't wait until they're done with the M1 rail because I'm I'm going to drive so much less. And you know how often, like we want everything pull up, put my groceries in. We never want to walk far. You know, when we live in downtown, people will come over and we'll be like, hey, we're going to walk to this restaurant. Everybody's like, well, how far is it? How yeah, many blocks true. is it? We do that all the time in every area of our lives. And, and, and one more thing I like that I have to share. She mentioned how, you know, we say, like, if you sit at a desk all day, mm-hmm. um, stand up, mm-hmm. stand up, stand up. She's like, that's just another way to be still. <laughs> what? She, you know what? I'm sick of her. Who I, is this person? Katie Bowman. She is so good. I love listening to her stuff because it just makes so much sense. She's like, we're obsessed with, we're obsessed, so we're still obsessed with stillness, but yeah. we're not moved. She's like, so you go sit down being still. You just stand up and be still. Well, you don't have a choice. If you're at work and you don't have the type of job where you can do your work moving around, mm-hmm. then it is a better option to stand up versus sitting down. Yeah, we're not we're not arguing with that. But even outside of work or even on your breaks, you still have time to incorporate more movement in your life even outside of exercise. Right. I'm, I'm, I definitely get that some people have to be tied to their phone or to their computer. But we just, if we, if... I'm talking to those of us who already exercise regularly. Like, we just like, look, I work out. Yeah. But when we work out, we're usually working on something. Oh, it was leg day, you know. But how often am I working on regular life movements? How often am I going out and looking long distances so my eyes won't adjust to only seeing short distances? Right. Like, we don't even think about all the restrictions we put on ourselves by being super repetitive with those habits. That's so true. And so it it was just a really interesting concept. And so I just want to, you know, end by telling you all that exercise and movement are totally two different things. And don't let yourself off the hook just because you exercise regularly. Like, I am so happy that I live in a fifth floor walk up and... And I am so happy that, you know, the M1 rail is coming and that I return to school when I go on a big campus because it is just really so important to be intentional with moving and not just obsessed with exercise. Yeah, one of the things that I started doing maybe about two months ago, I'm not sure if I told you or not, is I, you know how you we, I have to swipe my badge to get on the elevator and it goes to the floor I'm going on. Yeah. So now I get on the elevator and I don't swipe my badge. So whoever, whatever floor is last, whether it's the sixth floor, the third floor, whatever floor someone else has pushed is the floor I get off on. Nice. So, yeah. So I get, and you know, one of the things you, you'll learn when you work out is, well, with me anyway, I have to get warmed up. If I automatically just start running up the stairs and I haven't warmed up, I'm exhausted. Yes. As if I've never worked out a day in my life. So sometimes it'll be, you know, early in the day and I'm just praying that the person that I got on the elevator with goes to the same floor or, <laughs> or close to your or floor. Close. Please come get off on the 12th floor. Please, please, please. But sometimes they don't. It'll be like the sixth floor. And I'm like, okay, Lord, here we go. <laughs> and so I would get up to my floor just just like, oh, my God, I almost died. <laughs> Literally. And they're like, I thought you worked out. Like, I do work out. But, they're, you know, your heart and your lungs, they're so intelligent. They, they know that you're, like, making, expanding your looks too quick, too soon. And it's, it's, it's science behind it. Yes. It's not just because you're in shape that you just are ready to go all the time, anytime you can do everything. Like someone was really surprised that I wasn't good 
at yoga and I wasn't flexible. I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> and, but that's why it's so important to cross train too. Yeah. That's a good final point to make that a lot of us think, I run. I'm a runner. I run miles. And then they get um, under a bar and can't do a pull-up. Like, don't think that exercising means fit because true fitness comes when you cross train and you dabble into all these different types of exercises. Like, try swimming, then try running, then try bodybuilding, then try calisthenics, then try plyometrics. And that is when you you're really maximizing the benefit of your exercise and make sure you're pulling from all those different genres. Yeah, and um, one thing I, I like to add, because I received a few messages, everyone that we are addressing are different size, different, shape and, different shapes, and have different things going on, different limitations. I got one message from someone. She was like 600 pounds. She was feeling really frustrated because, of course, naturally, the advice you get on these podcasts, YouTube, it's something that we take for granted. Well, get on the treadmill mm-hmm. and, you know, walk slow. Well, some people can't get on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. They can't walk slow. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, you can start somewhere, whether it's just sitting in a chair, turning your arms in a circle. If you didn't do that yesterday, that is more movement than you've had in the last three, four months, maybe even the last three, four years. You can start wherever you are if it's just walking a half of a block and turning around and going back home. There are things that you can do to incorporate to add more movement. And then every couple of weeks, you just add more movement. So this is not specifically just to the people who are hitting the gym or who can throw on a a YouTube video or or a DVD. If you are 600 pounds, 400 pounds, 300 pounds, and you need somewhere to start, start with just lifting your knees up as if you're walking, but lift them higher. Yes. It's to start somewhere. Absolutely. I sent out the blog post this week was entitled four things I wish I knew before I started losing weight. And number three was every little bit counts. Absolutely. So do not be like me and become a total type A and think if I can't work out 30, 60 minutes, then I didn't do anything. If you do five or 10 minutes, like Jay said, it's more than what you did yesterday and it's going to count all those little bits add up finally big shout out to my client miss tracy get fit with soul she (laughs) is down 99 pounds 99 pounds and she texts me like oh lisa i'm one away from 100 pounds and she's like i was down she had to go to the doctor two days in a row Mm -hmm. and so the first day she went she was two pounds away from 100 so she was 98 pounds away the second day she went she was 99 pounds and she's like i figure i had to take the uh, bus to the doctor and the bus was coming and i had to run for for it she's like (laughs) that was that one extra pound so (laughs) shout out to my girl trace she is down 99 pounds we are so proud of our clients man they have been killing the game with diet with water with exercise and most importantly with mindset major major shout out to uh this season scholarship winner at professionally fit miss kenyatta she has been killing the game she is amazing with her diet she has been going to the gym all on her own doing the exercises and the workouts that we build for her so i'm so proud of our scholarship recipient as well she is really earning her keep so congrats to all our professionally fit clients out there guys we'll be back here next week with another episode on professionally fit radio make sure you follow Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search for Professionally Fit. Always this and past episodes can be found at www.professionallyfit.co. All right. Take care, guys. See you next time.